So a credit card that doesn't check your credit, doesn't charge any interest, and has no fees. I mean, seems a little too good to be true, right? Well, in this video, I'll be diving deep into the Tomo credit card and why you might want to tread lightly around this credit card company. Now, before we do, scroll down, do me a quick favor and click on that like button. That really helps out. And uh, drop your favorite tree below in the comments to appease the YouTube overlords. <laughs> so, so back in 2019, I had a chat with one of the co-founders of Tomo Credit, Christy Kim, on my podcast, Young Smart Money, found out a little bit about the company and what she's up to, what she was doing over there. Now, since then, they've gone on to do a lot of big things. They went through the Barclays Accelerator program, which is powered by Techstars, which is one of the biggest two accelerators in the United States, right next to Y Combinator. They have raised over $3 million and they have built out a team of a dozen or so people. So all of that to say, although this is a newer company, they're not like a totally fly-by-night operation, okay? So there is some infrastructure behind Tomo Credit, just to preface this. Now, you're not gonna find Tomo Credit on the BBB or Better Business Bureau, though, which is where a lot of people go to start doing their research, and that's mostly, I think, because they are a newer company. They don't have that many of their cards out in circulation yet, so they haven't really uh, built up that, that presence on Better Business Bureau, which is not great, but I think it is going to come with time. Now, I'm a big fan of the core offering of this company, but there are some pretty significant drawbacks, downsides that you have to consider when you're thinking about potentially doing business here. So let's dive right on into it. Now, most of you know that the core offering of Tomo Credit is this credit card that is not going to run a hard inquiry on your credit report when you apply for it. It's not gonna charge you any interest and it's not going to charge you any fees. In addition, you're going to be able to earn uh, a certain percentage cash back on the money that you spend on this card. So, so far, sounding pretty good. Now, in terms of not pulling your credit report, that's pretty unique for credit cards. I mean, most credit cards you apply for are going to pull your credit report. Now, some secured credit cards might not, but this is not a secured credit card. This is an unsecured card where you don't have to put down any kind of deposit. Now, how the Tomo credit card works is by evaluating you based on a different set of metrics than traditional credit card companies do. So traditional credit card companies, they're gonna look at your credit report, your credit score, and they're going to determine whether or not to extend you credit. Tomo, on the other hand, is going to look at a different set of factors, which is why they don't need to pull your credit report, and which is why this card might be easier to get approved for if you don't have any existing credit going into it. Now, once you get approved for the card, that's where stuff really starts getting interesting, okay? Because they claim you're not gonna be paying any interest on this card, and that is totally true. With your Tomo credit card, you're not going to be charged any interest. And so you might be wondering, like, how does a credit card even work if there's no interest being charged? And, and the, the answer to that is, is they don't because this isn't a credit card, okay? This is technically a charge card. And a charge card is kind of like a credit card, except you can't carry a balance on it. You're not allowed to. So American Express has some of the most popular charge cards, their green card, their gold card, their platinum card. Those are charge cards. Now, this charge card is very different from those because those, they're going to charge you an annual fee and they're more tailored at people who already have credit because they're gonna be pulling your actual credit report and not using the metrics that Tomo is going to be using. Additionally, with those types of charge cards from Amex, they're going to be due every single month. So every month you're gonna to have to pay the thing off in full to avoid a late fee. Now with Tomo, there are no late fees. So how does this work? Well, you're, you're basically set up on auto pay every seven days. So instead of your bill being due every month, it's due every seven days. And instead of you having to pay it manually, it's automatically set up in auto pay and you, you aren't, you can't unenroll from auto pay. Basically you are on auto pay every seven days, your account is paid off in full. So that's how there's no interest and there's no late fees, but you have to pay the thing off every seven days. So in that way, it's kind of similar to a debit card because you are, it's kind of like a delayed debit card. You know, you buy the thing and then seven days later, you're paying for it. 
So that's that's generally how the thing works mechanically and why they can not charge you any interest rates and why they cannot charge you any late fees. Now, so far, it looks like this card is, is wonderful. I mean, there's there's no late fees, there's no interest. This seems like a perfect card for beginners. Well, well, what's the catch, okay? Well, there's a couple of reasons why not having an interest rate and not charging late fees is going to likely be a problem for Tomo going forward. And this comes back to the business model of credit cards. So most credit cards are gonna make their money one of three ways, okay? Well, a combination of three ways. So first, you've got your interest rate. Obviously, most credit cards are charging anywhere from 15 to 30% in interest on the card. So that's gonna be one money maker for credit cards. Additionally, you've got your fees. So these could be your late fees, your balance transfer fees, your annual fees. These are going to add up as well for credit card companies. And then the third way is through swipe fees. So every time that you swipe your credit card at a merchant, that merchant is paying a percentage of the sale price to a combination of the credit card company to the credit card issuer. So we're talking like Visa, MasterCard, whoever, and then like the payment processor as well. So there's kind of like a three-way split that's going on between that swipe fee. So that's how credit card companies traditionally make money. Now, what you'll notice about Tomo is that they've kind of cut off two of those revenue streams, okay? They, they don't charge an interest rate and they don't charge fees. And according to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, most of credit card companies' revenue comes from charging an interest rate, okay? And this makes sense, you know, with the average credit card interest rate being right around 18%, average American carries just about $6,000 in credit card interest. This adds up pretty quickly. So this is the real moneymaker for credit card companies. This is how credit card companies stay in business. They afford to pay rewards. Like all of that is financed basically on the backs of people paying interest on their credit cards. Now, this brings me to my main concern with Tomo Credit, and it's that their business model doesn't necessarily make sense. Now, obviously, coming from the outside, don't have their financials. They're not a public company, so you don't get too much info on this. But I'm just going to break down some, some theoretical numbers that are, that are kind of going to show you why I don't think the business model makes sense. So really what it comes down to is like the number of credit cards that they would need in circulation and the amount of spending that would have to happen on each of those credit cards is at a, at a point where I don't feel like they can really get there without raising a, a ridiculous amount of money. Okay, because how startups work is that they, they get a bunch of money from venture capitalists and then they spend that money acquiring users and then eventually they get to this point where they're just like, their, their business model starts working. So that's kind of like the thesis behind like Uber and Lyft and Airbnb is like, if we get enough money and spend it on getting new people, then eventually we have enough people so that the business is profitable. And so I don't think that really works in Tomo Credit's case and this is kind of why. So the typical interchange fee, and that's, that's kind of like the swipe fee that goes to the um, issuer of the credit card, so in this case, Tomo Credit, is it's anywhere from 1% to 3% on the very high end. So that's what we've got to work with. So for, for example's sake, let's just say they're getting a 2% interchange fee. Now, this is their only revenue stream, okay? This is the only way that Tomo makes money at the moment is through that swipe fee, that interchange fee. So this is all they've got to work with. So let's kind of break down where this money is, is likely to be going. Well, so they're getting 2% off every purchase. Now of that, they're paying anywhere from 1% to 20% of the purchase to the person in the form of cash back. Okay, and that is basically determined on how many people you refer to the platform. If you refer enough people, you can get your cash back rate up to like 20%. I think it's like for a limited time, you know? So they're paying anywhere from one to 20%. For, for our sake here, let's just say they're paying 1% to everyone, even though in some cases they're paying a lot more than 1%. Well, that takes away half of their revenue right there. Half of their revenue is going to cash back. And obviously some people won't uh, cash in all their cash back, but that's kind of why we're, we're sticking that 1% number. So that's 50% of their revenue out the door right away. Okay. 
Now, on top of that, the relationship and processing fees that they're going to need to establish as a credit card company is going to run them about 15% of that remaining 1%. Okay, so now they're down to about 85 basis points, 0.85% um, left. On top of that, losses and fraud is going to eat into that a little bit more. And then at this point, what you've got left over is all, all that you have to basically spend on your um, overhead. I mean, paying people, paying salaries, office space, infrastructure, uh, and marketing, okay, which is a, a huge expense for most startups. So that's what they've got left over to work with, okay? They've got a, a small percentage of the interchange fee that hasn't gone to relationship fees, cash back, or fraud left over to, to run the entire business. And just to give you some context here, I mean, they're, they're based in San Francisco and they, they recently just hired a software developer that uh, according to, to their hiring post was they were going to pay them anywhere from 85000 to $150,000. So like they, they have a team of very highly paid people in a very expensive city and <laughs> their only revenue stream is this, this swipe fee that most credit card companies are not really relying on for the majority of their revenue. Now, like I said, with most startups, it's kind of like, well, we're just going to raise this money and, and Tomo's raised over $3 million so far, but they're going to raise this money. They're going to burn it by acquiring as many customers as they can as fast as they can the whole kind of blitz scaling model and then eventually the business model just starts to work but in tomo's case i just don't see that happening you know like from my perspective there isn't it's not a volume problem you know it's it's a profitability per person problem and so they, they they don't need more people they need each person that's coming in to be more profitable for them and so the way i see that potentially happening is their business model changing in the future to where it's, it's less advantageous for the customer, the user, us, and more advantageous for them and, and structured in a way where they are making more money per person. And so I doubt that's gonna be in the form of fees. I doubt that's gonna be in the form of interest because they're very, take a very firm stance on that stuff. But I mean, there's there's advertising they could do, there's data they could sell, there's, there's a number of ways that you could be further monetized as a user of Tomo that might not be so advantageous to you. Now, additionally, they might just come out with supplemental product lines. This might be just a loss leader for them, then they come in with other stuff that's more profitable down the line. Maybe that's the case, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't see their business model as it stands today continuing to work. Now, based on chatting with their co-founder and some of the posts that I've seen them make online, I would I would guess that their response to what I just said would be something along the lines of they are targeting high income, low or no credit score folks. And because they're targeting that specific audience, these people can afford to basically finance their business model because they're going to be spending more on their credit card than the average person does. And I mean, this makes a little bit of sense. You know, Tomo's ideal customer, at least from my perspective, okay, from what I've heard them say, what I've heard uh, their co-founder say when I was talking to her, is the affluent uh, immigrant who moves to the Bay Area, works for Amazon as a software developer, and is making multiple six figures every single year, but has no credit, okay, and they realize they need to establish credit, so they get a credit card, the only one they can get is Tomo, or a super predatory one, so they go for Tomo, and they start spending a lot of money on this Tomo credit card, and, and so that's kind of what Tomo's business model relies on, is them being able to capitalize on this particular market, and I think if they're able to do that, maybe they have a shot of becoming a profitable company on the existing business model. I'm not super optimistic about that though. And I, I, I also have the concern that if another company, say either Chase or, or maybe like a smaller online company like Discover, decides that they want to go after this same target market because they realize, okay, there's actually a, a decent profitability potential with these um, high income, lower no credit score folks, that could pose a pretty significant problem for Tomo because if they are going head to head with, I mean, Chase or Discover or, or one of these companies that's already profitable, has plenty of cash that they can just spend to, to totally 
uh, beat out this competitor. I mean, like pull like an Amazon, you know, where Amazon's just like cutting prices and, and making stuff super, super attractive to customers to crowd out everybody else, you know, like that could be a real issue for Tomo if somebody else decided that this target market was also attractive. I think if that happened, Tomo would have a hard time raising enough money quick enough to outspend one of these like big banks in, in going after this target consumer. And so I think like, yeah, if Tomo is able to dominate this market of, of affluent people who are moving to the US who don't have any credit established, and are, are going to spend a lot of money on their card, I think there's potential there. But if they're not able to fully dominate this market, if they're not able to fully tap into that, I don't think this company's going to be around all that long. So my, my, my whole thing with Tomo is like, I think they have a great offering. I think they have a really, really good product, but I just don't know how long it's going to be around if they just need to keep raising money, keep raising money, keep raising money, and they never get to that profitability point. Uh, the company's only going to last so long. So what I would say to you, if you're thinking about getting the Tomo card, is just do do some thinking about um, how bummed out you would be if you got this credit card and then like two, three years later, the company goes under, the, the card no longer works because the company doesn't exist anymore and you've just got to kind of throw this credit card out. So I would say if that's, if that's a concern for you, if you don't want to deal with something like that, I probably wouldn't go for the Tomo credit card because I think the longevity is not guaranteed with this company. But if that's a risk that you're willing to take, if it makes sense for you to go for this credit card, if it's just like kind of a stepping stone on the path for you to get your credit established, I would say go for it. But if you're not their ideal customer, if you're not like somebody with zero credit who's just coming into the US for the first time and like really needs to build credit, I would steer clear of this thing. You know, it's not generally going to be worth it for somebody who's already uh, established their credit, who already got a decent credit score because the rewards aren't that great and it's gonna fall off your credit score likely at some point if the company is not able to get to profitability. Now, the next thing you should do is click the subscribe button down below and check out this video over here, which I can't quite tell what it is. I don't have my glasses on at the moment, but I'm sure you're going to enjoy it nonetheless. Have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day.